As always, welcome to the UEFA Champions League podcast for today, the 21st of April 2022. And wherever you are tuning in to this episode from, whether you are in the USA, on the African continent, North America, South America, Asia, Europe, and Oceania, welcome to the most exciting, informative, and educative sports show on the calling platform on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify with yours truly, Philip Alimo. And I have love for sports. On today's episode, we'll be exploring the long road Manchester United has had to endure since uh, Alex Ferguson handed over the reins in 2013 and Eric Tin Ark's rebuilding project in the Manchester United dugout. Yes. Sit back, relax, and enjoy as I take you through Eric Tin Hag and the Manchester United rebuilding process and rebuilding project. In terms of some perspective on Manchester United's managerial role and managerial job, Sir Alex Ferguson, who is the most successful coach in the history of Manchester United was in charge of the club from 1986 to 2013 for 27 years yes and from 2013 to this year 2022 nine years on Manchester United is still struggling to find a long-term successor David Moyes a fellow Scottish initially took over the reins of Manchester United after Sir Alex Ferguson retired from the club. And shortly, Ryan Giggs, the Wales, the former Welsh international, also took charge of the club at some point, followed by Louis van Gaal, the Dutch, the Dutchman, and Jose Mourinho, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, Ralph Ridnick, uh, currently in charge now and before Ralph Friednick was Michael Carrick and today Eric Ten Hag has been announced as the new man for Manchester United. Manchester United is delighted to announce the appointment of Eric Ten Hag as men's first team coach subject to work visa requirements from the end of this season until june 2025 with the option to extend for a further year football director for manchester united john had this to say about the appointment of eric ten Hag. during the past four years at ayas eric has proved himself to be one of the most exciting and successful coaches in europe renowned for his team's attractive attacking football and commitment to youth. In our conversations with Eric leading up to this appointment, we're deeply impressed with his long-term vision for returning Manchester United to the level we want to be competing at and his drive and determination to achieve that. We wish Eric the best of luck as he focuses on achieving a successful end to the season at Ajax and look forward to welcoming him to Manchester United this summer. Eric Ten Hag had this to also say. He said, it is a great honor 
to be appointed manager of Manchester United. And I'm hugely excited by the challenge ahead. I know the history of this great club and the passion of the fans. And I'm absolutely determined to develop a team capable of delivering the success they deserve. He also spoke of his eminent departure from Ajax. And Eric also had this to say. He said, it will be difficult to leave Ajax after these incredible years. And I can assure our fans of my complete commitment and focus on bringing this season to a successful conclusion before I move to Manchester United. And what is the evolution of Eric Ten Hag like? Yes, at the end of the 2021-2022 season, the 52-year-old Dutchman will become manager of Manchester United as the Reds look towards a bright future under the direction of one of the most exciting coaches in the game. The evolution in Eric Ten Hag's reputation has been meticulous, mirroring a rise which has been methodical rather than metoric. A sharp ball-playing central defender in his playing days, Eric spent the majority of his career spread across three stings with FC20, with whom he won the KNVP Cup in 2001. After hanging his boots, a steady accent up the coaching ladder began inevitably with the familiar ranks at FC20 when former Manchester United number two man Steve McLaren was made manager in 2008. Eric stepped up to become assistant manager to Steve McLaren and made an immediate impression. Steve McLaren had this to say on Eric Ten Hag. He said, I thought I worked hard until I met Eric. Looking back on a spell which prompted their first Dutch title in FC20's history. McLaren went on to give a beautiful testimonial on Eric Ten Hag. And he had this to say. He said, his strength lies not just in his attention to detail and organization. He has a clear philosophy of how he wants to play football. The environment he wants to create. The player progression program was a key part of FC20's success. Inevitably, Eric Ten Hag was constantly searching for the next step in his career with a short-lived assistant role at PSV Eindhoven preceding a first foray into management with second-tier go-ahead Eagles. Eric Ten Hag's single season in charge resulted in promotion to the top flight and he quickly moved to further his education by taking charge of Bayern Munich's reserve team. There, he quickly crossed paths with then Bayern boss Pep Guardiola, learning his trade for two years before returning to the Era DVC, where he galvanized unfashionable FC Utrecht and led them to Europa League qualification. When Ajax relieved Marcel Geyser of the head coach role in December 2017, Eric Ten Hag's impressive body of work convinced them to make him 
their new appointment and the decision was spectacularly validated in the years that followed what are people saying about Tin Hag's philosophy Pep Guardiola had this to say he said it's Ajax teams I enjoy to watch front foot attacking minded and a relentless side Eric Tin Hag's side are just a beauty on the eye year after year despite an eye churn of talents rising through the club's famed youth ranks and leaving season after season Ajax currently four points clear of PSV Eindhoven at the head of the Dutch Eredivisie table on course for a third title in four full seasons under Eric Ten Hag's tutelage with their free scoring form running up almost three goals per league game. Ajax have also made their mark on the Champions League under Eric Ten Hag's management. His first season in charge of Ajax in the Champions League was absolutely stunning. The young Ajax side stormed to the semi-finals, swatting aside established superpowers powers like Real Madrid and Juventus before a last-second away goals defeat to Tottenham in Amsterdam denied the, the Dutch Giants their first final since 1996. This season, Eric Hag has enjoyed a perfect group stage campaign, yielding six wins and scoring 20 goals before a shock narrow defeat to Benfica in the round of 16, leaving Ajax to focus on domestic matters. Eric Hag arrives at Old Trafford with a mass of silverware to show for his work at the Johan Cruyff Arena. While that kind of success is a key aspect of his appeal, just as, a, as enticing is the prospect of replicating his vision for Ajax, an aggressive, expressive, fluid system which captures hearts and imaginations. Such visions required steady foundations which required patience and faith but in appointing Eric Ten Hag as manager Manchester United looks forward to a tantalizing brighter years to come yes Manchester United definitely are looking forward to a bright future with Eric Ten Hag and let me give you a bit of perspective more about Manchester United's journey and how this season has been like. On Tuesday, Ralph Ridnick, the interim manager of Manchester United, reflected on last Tuesday's loss to Liverpool. He claims that there is a huge gap between Manchester United and the top two teams in Liverpool and Manchester City. He says, this current Manchester United team definitely is not a team that is ready to compete at the top level and he sees his team didn't run of gas during the game against liverpool they were simply not on the same level as jogging clubs side he then goes on to give his next line a word of advice on how to build a team that can compete 
at the top level. Let's hear from Ralph Rednick. We have to be critical with ourselves because what we played in the first 45 minutes was not in no area just what we wanted to, 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 to see and what we wanted to play. In most of the first ball situations, we were just spectators. We were onlookers, what was happening on the pitch. And this is, if you play like that against a team like Liverpool, then it's difficult. If you cannot get hold of the ball, if you cannot put at least a little bit of pressure on the ball against a team like Liverpool, yeah, because we, we, we just didn't. We just didn't attack them. We didn't dare to attack them. It almost looked as if they were afraid to be outplayed. This is not only a question of quality of players, it's also a question of how they play together, what kind of mentality do they have, what kind of energy, what kind of physicality compared with yeah, with speed, high speed. I would say they have 25 Formula One racing cars in, in their squad. I don't think that they have mentally checked out. It's just a different level. They They have better players than we have. If you look at it in total, there will be a rebuild for sure. But right now that doesn't help us because we still have another five games to play. So that there has to be a rebuild for me was clear even when I came in in December and after the first three or four weeks for me that was obvious. But uh, right now it doesn't help. And for us it's extremely um, embarrassing also as a coaching staff to have a press conference with conferences like the one we have right now. But we just have to admit they are better than us. Well, take a look at this. Complete domination for Liverpool, completing nearly eight. And Eric Ten Hag's work is clearly cut out for him. If you look at the stats and the heat map of Manchester United's last game prior to Eric Ten Hag's appointment, where Manchester United lost 4-0 to Liverpool. In terms of passes completed, Liverpool completed a whooping 799 passes with Manchester completing just a meager 258 passes. Manchester United had just two shots on target with Liverpool having 14 shots on target. In terms of possession percentage, Liverpool at 71.6% with Manchester United having just 28.4%. So, Eric Ten Hag's rebuilding project is clear. What is his managerial style like? What is his playing style like? Let me give you that details. In terms of his playing style, this is how it looks like for Eric Ten Hag. So, Eric Ten Hag's early career in detail. In 2012, Ten Hag was appointed as manager of Go Ahead Eagles by Mark Overmax, who was a shareholder of the club. During his only season at Go Ahead Eagles, he led the team to its first promotion in 17 years. He then went on to coach the reserve side of Bayern Munich from the 6th of June 2013 until 2015, when he was replaced his final game for the reserve side of Bayern Munich as head coach was a 1-0 loss to Nuremberg on the 22nd of May 2015. Ten Hag then became the sporting director and head coach of FC Utrecht in the summer of 2015, where he led the club to a fifth place during their first season. In the 2016-2017 season, he improved FC Utrecht's final position to fourth 
place, booking a place in the Europa League qualifiers. On the 21st of December 2017, he was appointed as head coach of Ajax after the club dismissed Marcel Geyser. In 2019, he led his Ajax team to the semi-finals of the 2018-2019 UEFA Champions League for the first time since 1997 by winning against defending champions of the UEFA Champions League that season, Real Madrid 4-1 in the Santiago Bernabeu at the round of 16 stage. Let's pick excerpts of that moment when they trashed Real Madrid 4-1 at the Santiago Bernabeu. Good evening everyone from the mighty Bernabeu Stadium where there is tension in the tunnel where the unthinkable could still happen. Booed in the Clasico defeat by Barcelona at the weekend. All their eggs now resting on Champions League success. Three defeats in the last four games are holders Real Madrid in real danger of going out before the quarter-final for the first time since 2010. It could happen. Ajax coming to this 2-1 down, yes. But they created enough chances in the first leg to suggest there could be a major threat tonight. It's Chris with the crossing. It was beautifully delivered. It's off the bar. And so close in the opening, it's changes Varane up from the back. The pressure is still on. Vasquez to have another run in the box. got a score there, doesn't even have to jump, watch this, delivery's there, he even crouches look, doesn't jump, you have to score there. Great by the visitors. Benzema. Oh, he's done well here. Benzema! 
Get a sense here in the middle, he's gone for goal. He's done brilliantly, hasn't he? Initially, beautiful footwork to give him the opportunity. To just feel he could have played that across the face. But he's backed his ability, doesn't he? Still in play. Ashrawi. See ya. Switch to Talia Fico, the quick ball on, it's beautiful to watch. Van der Baker will get it back again. Dusan Tanic. Oh, what a goal! That's three to that! It's sensational! Is this the end of the old guard? Is this the new Mugladi coming through in European football? The rebirth of Ajax as a European giant. They are three nil at the holders and four two on aggregate. That was the moment Eric Ten Hag's Ajax humbled Real Madrid 4-1 at the Santiago Bernabeu. Also beating Juventus away 2-1, having drawn the first leg 1-1 at home in the quarterfinals. We'll give you a recap of that moment later as we go on on the show. In the first leg of the semi-final, he led his team to take a 1-0 lead against Tottenham Hotspur in the recently completed Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. However, in the second leg, a second-half hat-trick 
by Lucas Moura for Tottenham Osprey, with the last goal being scored in the 96th minute to make it 3-2 and 3-3 on aggregate to win on away goals, ended Ajax's hope of playing in the final that season. He won his first managerial trophy with Ajax on the 5th of May 2019, which was the 2018-2019 KNVP Cup, beating Willem II in the final. Only 10 days after winning the cup, Ajax, led by Ten Hag, won the Eredivisie after a 4-1 away victory over the Graf Chap and brought the double back to the club. On the 18th of April 2021, Eric Ten Hag guided Ajax to recording and to extending their record to 20th KNVP Cup with a 2-1 win over Vitesi in the final. Two weeks later, Eric Ten Hag extended his contract with Ajax through to the end of the 2022-2023 season. On the 16th of January this year, Eric Ten Hag became the fastest manager, I repeat, the fastest manager in the league history to reach 100 wins with Ajax, achieving the fate in 128 games when his side beat FC Utrecht 3-0 away on match day 19. And today, the 21st of April, Eric Ten Hag has been appointed as manager of Manchester United until June 2025 with the option of extending for a further year. In terms of his managerial record by team and tenure, so he was manager for Go Ahead Eagles from the 1st of July 2012 to the 6th of June 2013. He played 39 games, recording 18 wins, 11 draws, and 10 losses. In terms of goals scored by his team, was 82 goals. Goals scored against his team was 57 goals they conceded. In terms of the percentage of his wins, he recorded 46.15%. When he was in charge of the reserve side of Bayern Munich from the 6th of June 2013 to the 22nd of May 2015, his side played 72 games recording 48 wins 10 draws and 14 losses his side scored a whooping 156 goals and conceded only 61 goals in terms of the percentage of his wins he recorded 66.67 percent in his time at fc utrecht from the 23rd of May 2015 until the 27th of December 2017, he played a total of 111 games, recording 56 wins, 26 draws. He lost 29 games. His side scored a whooping 192 goals and conceded 122 goals. In terms of the percentage of his victories, 
it recorded 50.45% when he took over and he, and he was in charge of Ajax from 28th December 2017 until now. He's played 210 games. He's recorded in total 155 wins in all competitions. He's, he's recorded 26 draws, 29 losses. His side has scored a whopping 576 goals and conceded only 178 goals. In terms of his win percentage, he's recorded 73.81%. In terms of his total career record and games as a manager, he's recorded 432 games as a manager and he's won 277 games. He's drawn only 73 games and lost only 82 games in terms of goals scored by side as a manager his side has scored a whooping thousand and six goals yes you heard that right thousand and six goals in his managerial career his side have only conceded 418 goals his total managerial percentage is 64 0.12% in terms of honors that he is won in his time at the grass chaps he won the Eresti DVC in 1990-1991 with FC20 he won the KNVP Cup in the year 2000-2001 season all as a player in terms of his achievements as a manager he won with the Bayern reserve side, the league title in 2013-2014. And with Ajax, the era DVC, he won it in the 2018-2019 season, 2020-2021. The KNVP Cup, he won it in the 2018-2019, also in the 2020-2021 season. And also won the Johan Cruyff Shield in 2019. In terms of individual achievement, he was awarded the Rhinos Michel Award in 2016 and also in 2019 and was the best FIFA men's coach in 2019. He placed fourth. Let's take a recap of that scintillating moment when Eric Ten Hag's side knocked out Cristiano Ronaldo's Juventus out of the quarterfinals of the Champions League in 2019 in Turin. Good evening everyone from Turin. The stage is set, players in the tunnel. What a deliciously balanced tie this is. Juve twice Champions League winners, runners up twice in the last four, perhaps the last chance for some of Europe's legends of the last decade here to win the big one. As they look to reach a 22nd major European semi-final with the edge of the away goal from the first leg, the 1-1, and a 45-year unbeaten record against Ajax. But then, this is perhaps the most promising side to come out of Amsterdam since the heady days of the early 70s when they won the Champions Cup three years running. Brimful of talent and zest and confidence. 
had to do it the hard way against Real Madrid in the last round. I wouldn't better get some pulling it off tonight, becoming the first Dutch side to win a Champions League knockout game ever in Italy. Cut away neatly by De Jong. Two for Neres. Tadic back to him. The shot was charged down, and the Becker couldn't get to it. And uh, Ajax is saying he was impeded in there. Well, this is the first chance again for them. A lot of invention again. Flicks. Good moving in the box. Just couldn't finish it. Playing well at the moment. Internationally comes the cross. It's missed by Chan. Delic gets there for Ajax. Set up for the Balakut strike. Stuck in the hands of the Cameroon international goalkeeper. Well, straight away we see a problem from a corner from a set piece. They got away with Ajax. It bounced favourably for them, but that for me is the one area where they have the upper hand. It's going to be a mountain decline now for Ajax. Once again, it's Cristiano Ronaldo. Thought it might have been Benucci to start with. Tries there. Well, he gets his arm across him. But his contact. Oh, stands. Yeah, I think it's the right decision. He doesn't. Oh, his own to, man pushes yeah. him there. Delic pushes his own man. Yeah, Benucci touches him after, but he's already on his way down. That's a goal. celebrating very very early uh, is the goal still here the goal yeah. stands the flag stayed down my word well now he looks perplexed it's 1-1 and they have tied it up not for us at first it wasn't because everyone seemed to stop yeah the whole thing did everybody thought he's going to be outside there but we didn't see the pull back to Chilio just saunter out Pace. Pulls it back to Van der Baker. Had his chance. Oh, splendid save by Chesty Gennaro. He might just have kept them in the time. See it with the shot. Big powerful hand up there by uh, Chesty. Oh, they give the ball away. You've understand. They nearly get punished. The first touch was good. The shot was decent. The good height, but it's still very instinctive there. Bernadeschi's giving it away in a dangerous area. Frankie De Jong saw the pass of Van der Baker. Went to Cardiff beautifully, and again Chesney in his 50th European game keeps Juventus in the tie. Well, he made a safe similar to that in the first leg. Going top right-hand corner, this time top left-hand corner. Uh, gets a big strong hand on again. Might have hit the bar, but you can't take any chances. Lynch is in there. Fisting there! the ball 
be interesting there's the quality of the ball is absolutely superb we're not in the back there the lick went with him I think there's a collision between the three of them there Kean as well was involved so I think that's why they've won that back strongly Ziet with a challenge here's Neres Ziek is to his left needs to play him in not a good ball they've overplayed it again comes back to Ziek it's signed he has done it surely through to the semi-final of the oh no the whistle goes this is a strange one because it looked offside you mentioned it looked offside didn't seem to be given and then wasn't wow big moment massive moment offside offside it's Neris well 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 I thought and they thought they were through and ball against Chan not giving Ronaldo he's offside well, it's all happening now, isn't it? Trying desperately to get his team back in this game. Yeah, what a good decision that is. It was, it was uh, Ziyech who was in the offside as he played in by Nerex. Chased by Blint. Goes beyond the arm. Brilliant run by the youngster. Ricochet's back to Benzema. Oh, that hit Blint on the hat. Great appeals by you, mate. Blint's there again. Wow. Well, if this is referred, Ajax could be in trouble. Juve are protesting. Allegri has gone off alarming. If this is referred, they're going to be in trouble. Needless as well, wasn't it? I think they could be in trouble here, Ajax. And it's all their own doing. This is going to be a huge decision. Oh, well, well, it goes against Juve. There's only two minutes of injury time. That can't be right, surely. Five second half substitutions. Well, his arm came out. I think that's a penalty. I think that's a penalty. Ajax here have pulled off another miracle. They went to Real Madrid and won. They've come to Juventus and won on the night 2-1, 3-2 on aggregate. And they did it the hard way. Ronaldo's header puts Juve ahead. It went to VAR, goal stood, one, one, six minutes later, Van der Maker went to VAR, it stood, and then De Ligt, the captain with the header, midway through the second half, sends Ajax through to the semi-final against Manchester City, or Tottenham Hotspur, the young captain, the youngest ever captain, in Turin tonight, it is delight for De Ligt, and the Ajax miracle goes on. They have won this tie by two goals to one on the evening and three goals to two on Africa. Remarkable. That was the moment Eric Ten Hag's Ajax knocked out Juventus in the quarterfinals of the Champions League in the 2018-2019 season when they beat Juventus 3-2 on aggregate and also 2-1 in Turin. Eric Ten Hag's record in terms of away from home with Ajax in the Champions League. He drew with Bayern, drew with Benfica, he's beaten AEK from Sweden, he's beaten Real Madrid, he's beaten Juve, he beat Spurs in the first leg that season in the 2018-2019. Uh, the following season, he beat Valencia. He drew with Chelsea, he beat Leo, 
drew with Atlanta, also is beating Midland in the Champions League. His only loss, coincidentally, and his only defeat away in the Champions League, away from home with Ajax, was in England against Liverpool. He will need to get his Manchester United side and his mojo if he would have to get a good record with Manchester United in the Premier League. He's also beating Sporting, Dortmund, Bashistax, and Drew with Benfica. That is Eric Ten Hag's Champions League record away from home with Ajax. For personally, what do I think is my short-term expectations of Eric Ten Hag at Manchester United and what he needs to succeed? First, his love for Manchester United. Two, his belief in the club and in his understanding of the traditions of the club. It would really, really matter if Eric Ten Hag would be successful with his rebuilding process in Manchester United. Also, his style of play. And from what we have seen him do with Ajax, his typical style of play is the 4-3-3 with strong pressing and passing and possession and aggressive style of play. And also a good youth policy in terms of developing players from the Manchester United Academy. As always, it's been a pleasure coming your way with today's edition of the UEFA Champions League podcast. We looked at Eric Ten Hag and the Manchester United rebuilding project. To all Manchester United fans and Eric Ten Hag, we wish you well on your new journey and appointment with Eric Ten Hag. As always, until same time, when we come your way with the next episode of the UEFA Champions League podcast, keep well, stay blessed, and keep winning all day, every day. Mm-hmm.